What it do, y'all? It's your boy Elijah here. Guess you got done with the song Trying to Get Me One by Gilly the Kid and Pusha T. Now we're on to the NFC type peeps. Alright, so Gully, who do you really think was the NFC fantasy player of the year? Well, I mean, we, we got we got we had a lot of uh, you know, we had a lot of like, you know, uh what you call it, uh Contestants or you know uh, nominees for you know for the fourth and twenty uh, you know awards and stuff though you know for especially fantasy mm -hmm. you know a lot of product a lot of productive a lot of productive people. So, out of everybody though, like who would you say was was truly impactful? I know we can always say Aaron, we can always say Coop. There's but like I'm also curious as to some that were kind of undermined but yet still had a very big role and so like when I say that I do mean like you know people honestly I would want to say Stafford like he's he's kind of had to step into his role as that as that Rams quarterback like right. Cooper Cup wouldn't have been able to do what he's been able to do without Stafford I know Coop's been able to still put up numbers with golf and we've seen what type of quarterback he is but I feel I don't know I feel like uh, Stafford was definitely one of them, but out of fantasy winners, definitely cool. Cause tch, them yards after catch, that month. Yeah, yeah, all of that, all of that yak, all of all of the yak. Mm -hmm. He had all of the yak. Right. But not to mention, you know, but not to mention though too, you know, Jonathan Taylor. You know what I'm saying? He had a very he had a very impressive year. You have a great point. You know. <laughs> um. Who else, you know who else had a uh, Jamar Chase? You know he had a very he had a very impressive year though. You know for fantasy, Dalvin Cook. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, Dalvin. Honestly, either Justin or Adam Thielen. You can't really. I wouldn't even really say Kirk as much because he would still have like an interception or so. But even then, like, he would still do fairly decent. Yeah. But uh, yeah, just you know for the fantasy winner, you know this Cooper Cup, you know fantasy winner of the uh, of the year. Okay. So yeah, man, Cooper Cup, you know, two, you know, two time, you pretty much two time nominee, you know, for fourth and twenty right now. That's what it sounded like. I yeah, mean, honestly, with as dominant of a player as he is, like I know I've said it earlier, but like he's just, he really knows the game. Yes. He's just one of those rare breeds of people that intellectually is just very in tune with the game. Mm -hmm. Like if you, ha if even as a Somebody that's not on the offense, I'm pretty sure he could still give you some defensive tips on just because of how he likes to cook people on on the defense. Yeah, and yeah, it's just you know, like I said, Cooper Cup has definitely been electric this year, though. But uh, you know, another player that uh, you know has been electric, uh, you know, especially uh, you know, <laughs> will be Joe Burrow. You know. Joe Burrow, uh, you know, he's named, uh, you know, 4th and 20, uh, you know, he's named 4th and 20 comeback player of the year. You know, nominees were, you know, Dak, Dak Prescott. You know, he, yeah, he had a rough season last season, though. He did. You know, um, who else? Jimmy Garoppolo. Well, he's pretty much injury prone. True. But, you know, he, he made a nice little comeback this year, though. Um, who else? Uh, George Kittle. You know, there was no George Kittle last year. Correct. You know, so, yeah, George Kittle came back. You know, he made a nice little, you know, comeback. And Odell Beckham, you know, tearing his ACL from last, you know, from last year. You know, he had that scrutiny with the Browns. You know, yeah. they ended up coming to L.A. 
and he's been putting up some phenomenal numbers. And been, you know, a real tremendous help for, you know, for that Rams offense. Correct. Yeah, literally after yeah, the moment he got there, that's when uh, fucking, yeah, Robert Woods got hurt. So, like, it, it was just the way it played out. It couldn't have played out better for him technically. But, yeah, that's still – I mean, it's unfortunate the way it did, but it, it worked in his favor. Yeah. I know there was a couple games where he was still a little lackluster and he was upset. But all it really took was communication. All it took was, you know, for Stafford to get in the groove of things. They've never played together, so I don't know what he expected right off the bat, but, you know. Going one level deeper in the conversation, Sean McVay is the kind of coach that moves heaven and earth to get what he wants. Yeah. So there's always been uh, scrutiny as soon as, uh, as you uh, put Elijah, when Odell stepped out on the field, whether or not L.A. could hold on to him. Uh, this, we'll see it's a case-by-case basis, but a lot of scrutiny was uh, regarding its lack of cap space. Odell, he's a good fit. He works well with Stafford as a quarterback. I'd like to see him stick around, and I hope that he's not pushed off to somewhere else, because that's going to... That's going to fuck with the young man. I was like, yeah, it's definitely going to affect him, honestly. Yeah. He's got a fragile ego, sadly. Yeah, he just he needs, a, he needs a quarterback with a big arm. Mm-hmm. And Matt Stafford fits the bill. Exactly. You know? It's been unfortunately proven that Matt's arm has definitely decreased in the years. Yeah. Because I've seen him, like, he's made some plays, especially in the last game that they had played, where he had launched it down the field. I expected more arm to be underneath it. I think so to his receivers. Mm-hmm. But it fell like 10, 15 yards shorter of where he would have liked for it to. And so yeah. that could just be the years creeping up on him. That could just be a lot of things. But at the same time, now he just has to adequately play through that and know his limits at this point. Yeah. But, uh, you know, knowing, uh, knowing the limit, though, I would say, talk about the- <laughs> Talk about the- our nominees for uh, you know clown of the year that didn't know their limit. We got John Gruden. We got Antonio Brown. We got Mac We also have Urban Meyer. And we also have Andy Dalton. And last but not least, we have Cam Newton. Clown of the year for 2020. And the winner of that. That's, yeah, he, honestly, I kind of want to even give him, like, the acting, like, award. Like, he, for the past three, four years, because the first year I give it to him, because, like, they were definitely in, like, a a lot builder of a rebuilding phase, but then he just, for some reason, got rid of Khalil and them. And so I was like, okay, maybe, maybe he knows something. Maybe he's doing something. But once year two hit, year three definitely hit. It's, no, this is, no, this is terrible. And then, and then this shit that happened this year. Yeah, with the, you know, with his emails that, you know, that surfaced from what, 2011, 2012? Right. You know, it's just like, come on, John. Come on. Come on, bro. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, that's a goof. Even bet dollars to donuts, we'll find out that man has a raging coke habit. I no, I I will I'll say that 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 was probably his downfall. Damn, because you just you you call the trajectory perfectly. First couple of years in, it was good, it was nice, it was meeting his uh, expectations. Then it drops. Yeah, it's gradual, 
and a real sharp drop. Yep. And just the, the email showed how deep that rock goes back. Yep. Yeah. And, and cocaine's a hell of a drug. Rick James said it best. Mm-hmm. Rick James said it best himself. Cocaine's a hell of a but drug. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know about that. I don't really, we don't know about that, man, no, but... Hopefully, you know, but like, yeah, you know, right now, I guess he's, uh, you know, I guess there's a lawsuit going on with, uh, you know, between him and the NFL for, you know, the defamation of character, I believe. Well, good. You know, so it's just like, you know, I mean, hope for the best, but, you know, it's just like it's still in a position where, you know what I'm saying, you really shouldn't even be, even as a coach. I hope he's picking up trash on the side of a uh, Nevada highway. You know? <laughs> no, just fuck the man. Yeah, Gruden is definitely on some weird shit lately. No, it's deplorable. But, uh, you know, let's talk about this uh, NFC. Let's talk about the NFC recap of, you know, the 2021 season. Now, the Rams, you know what I'm saying? We were, you know, highlighting you know, a couple things with, uh, you know, Cooper Cup and, uh, you know, Matt Stafford, Odell. You know, Rams making, you know, making it back to the Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Hey, it's kind of like, you know, who would have never expected. But then again, we kind of, kind of, you kind of did expect it. Oh, yeah. It's a... From, you know, from the time we had, uh, you know, covered, uh, you know, L.A. Rams training camp, you know, um, yeah, it was good to see Matt Stafford, you know, with a new team that he's really building chemistry with. And, you know, he has weapons. He had the weapons that, you know, pretty much at his disposal to win, you know, with a, you know, with a strong defense, you know, good coaching. You know, Matt Stafford had really made a great change for himself. You know that I feel like that quarter. Yeah, that definitely that quarterback swap. You know, from the from the off season. You know that we covered. Uh, you know that we covered last. Uh, you know last year or stuff though. You know it really definitely helped out. You know what I'm saying for you know for the Rams and it benefited them greatly. You know because now they're in the Super Bowl. Yep. You know finishing a uh, thirteen. You know finishing a uh, you know twelve and five. You know, the NFC West, honestly, it was a bang-up division. Oh, yeah. You know, aside from the Seahawks, uh, you know, not really necessarily making that presence to compete. But between the Rams, the Cardinals, and the 49ers, you know, I mean, honestly, who would have never thought that this division would have went, went, uh, went this far? Especially, you know, the Rams and the 49ers making it into the NFC Championship. There was a lot of speculation in the free agency, too, when it came to the L.A. Rams. Because they lost some of their key defensive players to Cleveland. Yeah. Troy Hill and John Johnson the third. Right. Thankfully, they had a backup plan. That's yeah. why they're still around. And then you know, and you know, and just in this season, they grabbed Von Miller. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, other de- uh, key defensive players have stepped up. You know what I'm saying? Jalen Ramsey's always been a threat. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Aaron Donald's always really been a threat. Oh, indeed. But but we've talked about this time and time again. You can't rest an offensive or defensive line on the backs of one or two men. If you have to be cohesive as an entire unit, otherwise you're not playing the game. Right. Yeah, it's just, you know, like I said, the Rams have definitely, you know, the Rams have definitely, since they've hired Sean McVay, you know, the Rams have definitely been a team that is really contending, mm-hmm. you know, especially in this NFC, you know, especially in the NFC West. And even looking at, <coughs> you know, finishing 11-6, you know, they were, they looked pretty good, but after Kyler Murray got hurt, mm-hmm. DeAndre Hopkins got hurt, JJ, JJ got hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, the Cardinals really definitely did sputter. Correct. You know, Cliff Kingsbury was doing the best that he could, you know, with, with the team that he did, you know, 
with the team that he you know he does have right now. You know, and they definitely the Cardinals definitely do have weapons because Kyler Murray he was a threat. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, from week one all the way to week nine, he was looking phenomenal. Oh yeah. You know, especially when we, uh, you know, covered him in training camp. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they were looking, you know, the Cardinals offense was looking phenomenal between Chase Edmonds mm-hmm. and, you know, and uh, James Conner. I was just going to say, they seem to have a good uh, backup plan with the loss of Kenyon Drake uh, during the free agency period. Yeah. So between those two names, I would also add Christian Kirk to that pile as well. Right. The Cardinals stayed relevant, but... I'd say, unfortunately, Kyler Murray belongs on the same bench as uh, Patrick Mahomes, in my opinion, and in my book. We've seen much better from these two men, respectively, regardless of the weapons that they have. We've seen better, and this year was not it. That does not change anything in the future or change their value. Jesus Christ, give these young men some breaks. And and, and that's just... For a lot of people that like to take time to shit on Kyler Murray, it's just no. This wasn't his year. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, really what? Yeah, but you know another another team that really was <coughs> you know, shaping up to. They made a great playoff run. Oh you yeah, know, yeah. Ten, you know, finishing ten to seven. You know, Debo Samuel was going the fuck off for the 49ers. Honestly, they should have made the Super Bowl. It was yeah. really on some unlucky dropped interception. That, yeah. That because that would have sealed it pretty much for them. Mm-hmm. So it was. They should have been the ones that we were talking about, but due to an unlucky, unlucky fortunate or unfortunate break, they're not. Uh, it's. I honestly, I was kind of surprised with the 49ers. Yeah. I mean, they saved themselves uh, from some pretty key injuries uh, early on through the year. You, you know, we look at uh, Raheem Moser. You know, they didn't really have a backup option with him gone, but they did. Which Kyle Shanahan got some good out of Trey Sherman. Yeah. Sermon, excuse me. Yeah, and definitely uh, Elijah Mitchell, though, too, stepped up <coughs> his rookie year. You know, oh, yeah. oh, yeah, if you want to talk about a darling, yeah. Yeah, he definitely stepped up, though, too. But, uh, you know, but Debo Samuel really put, you know, he really did definitely put the, uh, you know, the 40, uh, the 49ers on his back this oh, year. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. When he was a receiver, running back, yeah, he was, tight yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, he was definitely doing it. He was definitely doing it big this year oh, though, for, uh, for Debo. He was everywhere. Yeah, he was, he was definitely everywhere, though. You know, and... It's good that the 49ers definitely do have a versatile player like that. Oh, yeah. You know, because honestly, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like I said, the NFC West, you know, it was really a main division. Even with the Seahawks, <laughs> you know, Russell Wilson, you know, he, how can I say this? He did not have a good year. This was not his year neither. Oh, yeah. You know, he had that, you know, he had that, uh, that finger injury, that thumb injury, you know, yeah. from uh, week five. Yeah, from Aaron Donald. Yeah, again, you know, he did the same thing to Drew Brees. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and since then, Russell really hasn't, he really hasn't came back. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and another thing with the Seahawks, though, too, they just don't have a good offensive line. Yeah. No. No. You know, I mean, how... It's it's still magical to see how Russell Wilson can get, uh, can get the ball to uh, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett. Indeed, you know, but with no offensive line and really no offensive help, you know, it's just like he's really truly truly doing it by himself. And the defense, you know, however, even with Jamal Adams and Bobby Wagner, they they're just so middle of the road, and it's just like you know the Seahawks really did crumble this year. I mean, in mm-hmm. fairness as well. There was a lot of plays Jamal Adams had had where he was not looking 
how he did with the Jets. Right. He was not looking like this quote unquote the president. He was he was looking like a secretary of shit for a bit. It was quite bad, honestly. Like I've there was times he'd like watch people run past him, he would watch the ball soar over him, he would get outmanned by somebody he definitely could have tackled. Like it was it was a lackluster year for him for me. And right. I know other Seahawks fans would say that as well. Did did he have his times where he shined and he was who he's supposed to be? Obviously, yeah. Yeah. Was it all the time? Was it as much as they needed? No. Are the Seahawks anywhere where they need to be? No. But do they, honestly, with the Seahawks, like, I know there's even talk of, um, I think even Pete getting ready to, uh, to go, right? Yeah, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be the end relationship between, uh, Pete and, uh, you know, Russell. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, we don't know if Russell's going to be on the move or their, uh, Pete's going to be on the move. Right. But we, that, but the, the whole, the, uh, whole Seattle dynasty right now is, is definitely in question. Mm-hmm. There just hasn't really been a backup option. Yeah. They, they, They've always rested on these names we've just mentioned before. I'd say the real damning evidence also comes from uh, utilization of Chris Carson this year. Yeah. You know, yeah, he, he's someone else who struggled with Romanitis, but again, if you don't really have a backup or at least a, a credible backup for a running back, you're not going to go anywhere. Right. You're not. So, yeah, ho- hopefully... Um, they, they, Seattle gets a good facelift. Yeah, it would be nice. But uh, you know, moving into uh, you know, moving into the NFC, <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Okay, Dak Prescott made a nice little comeback this year. Indeed, it was nice to see a, a, a healthy recovery and a, a dominant um, recovery as well. Yeah, you know, but. For the you know the Cowboys, they they made it all the way to you know they all they made it to the playoffs this year. Finished at twelve and five, you know, mm-hmm. decent, pretty good record, you know. But it's still not enough because the Cowboys fans want that Super Bowl. They've been itching and dying for that Super Bowl though. But Dak Prescott sometimes plays like he's scared. Yes, you know Ezekiel Elliott has not really been putting up the numbers as the Ezekiel Elliott that we've known from, you know, past seasons. He took the words right out of my mouth. We we met this man before in full beast mode status. Yeah. And he, we, and he has not been seen, God, since three or four seasons ago. Right. And Amari Cooper, you know what I'm saying, has been, you know, Amari Cooper kind of has been underproductive this year. Yeah. You know, so it's just like, you know, Amari Cooper really hasn't been shining. Michael Gallup is in and out of injury. You know what I'm saying? I mean that leaves that left Cedric Wilson to step up. You Tony know what I'm Pollard. Tony Pollard. That you C-C. know. Yeah. CD Lamp. CD Lamp was actually looking pretty decent this year too. I was gonna say no. Honestly, like Amari and them were still looking nice. It was just, it was just yeah the whole team itself or yeah. like the whole offense in themselves. Like I think Zeke is overrated right at the moment. Agreed. Um, I feel like. Honestly, personally, I like Pollard more than I like Zeke. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like to me Pollard. Like, Zeke's one of those people that, is he always going to get you positive yards? Fuck yeah. That's just the type of running back he is. He's that, that downhill power running back that most teams would really love to have. Do the Cowboys need that right now? No. Because they have really good linemen. Yes. So you don't necessarily need somebody that's always going to pound every everybody if everybody's not needed to be pounded. Mm-hmm. Like, so, they honestly... 
I would I would like to see them try to rely on Dak more, and I would like to see Dak's decision making also become a little bit better. And then if they if that does happen, we will be talking about the Cowboys in the Super Bowl because their defense is proven to start to show up. Like yeah. they're even if it's only two people mainly. Yeah, it's, Mike, Michael Parsons and Trayvon Diggs. They yeah. they definitely have been lighting it up. You That's know, what I'm most saying. Take a, you know, Trayvon Diggs has had the most interceptions this year alone. Mm-hmm. You know, was on par to you know break the fucking record. Yeah, did he did he tie the Cowboys record or did he? Uh, I think he broke the yeah. I think okay. he almost broke the Cowboys record. Yeah. So, so, so like, I was gonna say the big matter is whether or not they want to embrace change. Yeah. You know, do you want to move on move on from Zeke and uh, put a little bit more stock in Tony Pollard in the future? Uh, I mean, we don't see that out of Jerry Jones. We were just talking about similar with Seattle. Yeah. I mean, Jerry's not afraid to make big moves, so, like, I don't unsee it in his future, but when Jerry's mind is made up about somebody, he's pretty fucking set on somebody. Yeah, so, exactly. You know, it's it's one of those things that, you know, it's a give and take, and if he's not willing to give, then they just going to keep taking L's. Yeah, so, right. You know, it is what it is. But uh, you know, another team, uh, you know, the NFC East though, that's uh that was looking actually pretty decent though, was the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> you know, Nick Sorini, for his first year being a head coach, was the only coach that went above five hundred and okay. made playoffs. Every other coach, you know what I'm saying? Every other coach, they pretty much was garbage. But Jalen Hurts, you know, Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, you know. They, you know, for their rookie season, for uh, for Jalen Hurts' second year mm-hmm. and J- uh, Devontae Smith's first year, they were actually looking pretty decent. You know, the Eagles, how can I say this? Like, they were pretty much middle of the road. You yeah. know what I'm saying? There's There was a couple games, like, you know, they pretty much, like, you know, had some disadvantage. You know, overall, they were, you know, outmatched, outnumbered. Even when they got to the playoffs and they faced the Buccaneers, they were outmatched and outnumbered. But overall, the Eagles have shown that they could be a, definitely a team to fight. I'd say the Philly experienced some whiplash this yeah. year. Because look, looking into the start of this season, they were under the impression that there was going to be no good out of Jalen Hurts. We got about as much mileage as we could, and then that's that. Yeah. And so they were starting to rebuild the rest of the team with that in mind. You know, uh, someone like Miles Sanders uh, fits that kind of bill. This year, maybe it was Nick Zarini, uh, but we we finally saw the hype that was Jalen Hurts, right? You know, and he's actually keeping a good solid hand. So you have the backup plan not really needing to fit, and now we all have to go behind Jalen Hurts as a quarterback. Yeah, it's just sudden shifts aren't really good for a team. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it's just you know. Yeah, the Eagles, like I said, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they they have they have really proved proven themselves, you know, to really actually go against the odds to say, like, you know, look, like we're still going to try to make some type of playoffs or something, you know. But it still wasn't enough because, you know, like I said, you know, they made playoffs but got kicked out by the Buccaneers. So yeah, but another team, though, I will say, you know, Washington football team that just went through it. New name change, the Washington Commanders. Just revealed, they just revealed it that the you know it's no longer the Washington football team. It's the now it's the Washington Commanders. Woo. 
<laughs> so I don't know, man. I they. How the fuck do you shorten that name? I I don't know, man. Let's go comms. Let's go commies. Let's go commando. <laughs> fuck. Let's go gears. Well, so so their initials are going to be WAC. Whack. Damn. Or I don't know, man. Yeah. Like they, yeah, the Washington Command. Like, all right, look. Well, the football team, the Redskins, whatever, whatever you want to call them, though, they finished seven and ten. Yes. You know, they had a, you know, they had a pretty tough season. You know, uh, losing Chase Young. Mm-hmm. You know, but on the bright side, though, I will, I do want to tip my hat to Taylor Heineke. I was gonna say, really, the Washington football team. Okay, fine. No, it was the Taylor Heineke show. Yeah, it truly, truly was. You had such a great co-stars as Antonio Gibson, you know, who came up to the surface. And was, Scary Terry. I'm gonna say, a Scary Terry was yeah. going off. Mm-hmm. He was, he was kind of looking like how Debo Samuel's looking. Like he's, it's, you know, I was definitely fucking with them. They're, they're definitely a nice little duo together. Yeah. I, as a fan, did not expect conditions to be so favorable that we were see Alex Smith back on the field. So that was a um, fun, right. but nonetheless, no Taylor Heineke. I think he's really um, he, he's getting up to almost Tom Brady level of just backup quarterback legacy. You know, you don't have to be a champion. You don't have to have rings to be a good backup quarterback. And Taylor Heineke stepped up. Yeah, and he's really, proved, really. Yeah, he's definitely proved himself this year, though. I like Taylor Heineke. So uh, hopefully Washington is throwing him some good money with this name change. Otherwise, you could easily see him getting uh, bids from, say, Denver or Seattle, yeah. and um, we'll we'll watch him really explode. Yeah, definitely, man. But, uh, you know, last team on the uh, NFC uh, East, I would say. <laughs> One that yeah. has exploded spectacularly. <laughs> New York Giants. Oh, boy. The, the underproductive New York Giants. They fired Joe Judge, finally. Yes. They, the Giants, how can I say this, man? They got a new coach out of Brian uh, Abdul, Abdul or whatever. Dad. Yeah. Yeah, Brian Dabbitt. But, like, look, the Giants have been so underproductive. Saquon Barkley has not really lived up to his hype. Nah. You know, that's another that's another team I would say it's, has been a very big disappointment. Nah. I'll, I'll do you one better. They're a fucking joke. Because I want to say, Daniel Jones, he's the funniest fucking quarterback out there. Like, that man is just hilarious. To see him go out in his little uniforms to try to throw the football, it's it, it's fucking funny. It, it, tripping over himself, tripping over shoelaces. No, I think the stupid, worst waste of money that New York Giants uh, did was to acquire Kenny Galladay. Yeah, that man. Yeah, he was he was pretty under underproductive. You got his best years in Detroit. You lost him, so you, you congratulations, another washed up white man. I mean, you saw who was with Detroit. Yeah. It was Matthew. Well, so like that's what was the yeah. So yeah, no, now that things are different. I mean, the Giants. We saw Hawkinson blow up with uh, Jared Goff. You're right. Yeah. But honestly, like that's just to me. To me, every team needs a versatile or versatile tight end, regardless of if you have. Like luckily, they also had a good running back with Swift. 
But you need a tight end that's going to be because that creates mismatches with linebacking mm-hmm. cores, and that and like so that that brings a lot more things open. Like so, if you don't even have good receivers, you at least need a good tight end. So they did well with that. I give them that. That's one of the few things I can give them, though. Precisely, yeah. yeah. They could do better throwing him to Denver and uh, swapping him for Noah Fant. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the Giants are just... Yeah, they, yeah they've yeah, been so underproductive. This is like, what, a season that they have not even scored over 30 points per game. Danny Amendola is a fucking trick seal. You know, it's just, I don't know, man. The Giants definitely need to get their shit together. Well, their defense is also obviously... You know, not good either. No. There's literally it's Fucking pretty terrible. terrible. That's what I'm saying. Every aspect of them, like they're just, all of it is under. Yeah, they all yeah, under. Since you know, yeah, pretty much since the you know since the, the post Eli Manning era, they're trash. At this point, we have to at least regard the diamond in the turd, and that is Sterling Shepard. Yeah, that, <laughs> it, it, you want to talk about a man who is underpaid and overutilized. Good luck, Sterling. You can do much better anywhere else. Anywhere else. Literally. Yeah. But, uh, you know, talking about uh, a diamond in the turd. <laughs> Carolina Panthers. Oh. NFC uh, South, man. Talking about a diamond in the turd. How they came off to a nice start for at the, at the start of the season. Sam Darnold was you know, turning heads. You about to be, you know, about to be 4-0 and everything. And they just collapsed out of nowhere. Oh. You know, they get Cam Newton back. On the back, <laughs> they get Cam Newton back. Which is a dumb idea. Next thing you know, this man he does not. He what? They they get a dub against the you know against the Cardinals. Then they just pretty much sputter after that. You know, Cam Newton got benched. Oh look, a win against the team whose quarterback wasn't himself this year. He wasn't even on even on the field. Exactly. You know, so it's no. just so it's just like man, like the, the Panthers. You know, the Panthers have been another struggle team. That have some really good, really good players. They have some yeah. good players. Christian McCaffrey, you know, if he could stay healthy, which he has not stayed healthy this whole year again. Mm-hmm. You know, like he—he's a, you know, he's basically a diamond in a turd. You know, DJ Moore, a diamond in a turd. I think Carolina is another team that needs to embrace change. You know, we may have gotten to the point where we've seen the best from Christian McCaffrey, and it may be time for him to move on because we don't want to see the man yeah. get crippled. Um, yeah, on I'd, the field. yeah, I'd say definitely. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The Panthers definitely need to like you know send him to a team that you know what I'm saying can really utilize Christian McCaffrey because honestly, at this point, you know they they they're mismanaging. No, you can't treat the man like Dalvin Cook and, uh, and say that everything's going to be on his back and he can comfortably take it. Yeah, I yeah, I just I don't know, man. Like you know, yeah, the Panthers are def have definitely been a team. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, pretty much they just they just fell off since the Super Bowl. I don't know. I mean, mind you, you saw some nice plays between Sam Darnold and Robbie Anderson. You know, together as uh, in former Jets glory, there's some cute backyard shit. Yeah, but. You know, another team, uh, I would say, you know, it pretty much fell off, though, too. Was he? <laughs> now, again, their defense was trash. Cordell Patterson, you know what I'm saying, has been really that the catalyst of that Atlanta offense. Cream rises to the top. Yeah. It just, you know, 
Um, Calvin Ridley, you know what I'm saying? Has you know he he stepped out for you know he stepped out for most of the season. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying for you know his his own reasonings. You know what I'm saying, which which is cool. You know, which is cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. But like you know, it was pretty much sinking ship anyway. Exactly. You know what I'm saying because Matt Ryan has been, oh man, Matt Ryan has been a quarterback since the Super Bowl has not really trash. I don't know, man. He he's been so middle of the road. And here I thought you were gonna say he's been a quarterback since the Super Bowl began. <sighs> yeah, he's been. Yeah, he really has been truly middle of the road. It's just like I don't know, man. Like the Falcons are definitely another team that's like you know, look, they're, they got to get it together though too. And it's really sad when you see a blue chip prospect like Kyle Pitts, yeah, grabbed and then not shown his best because you have a. Or mismanaged, uh, aging white man as your quarterback. Well, I mean that's why you gotta love Kyle Pitts. They've they found their new Julio, but in tight end version. Yes, yeah, and Kyle Pitts has definitely had a nice. He's definitely had a nice year. Oh yeah, well that's what I'm saying. Like he literally he got a shit ton of yards, but very few touchdowns. Right. Which is exactly how Julio was treated. So like it's 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 immaculate, and you would wonder who. The reason of that is, yes. But maybe the Falcons will eventually come to the realization that Matt's not their guy. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. Hopefully, if they want to save face, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. But he's still got some years on him. He's nope. yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. No, I'm pretty sure he's he's also been one of those that's what is he like in his like fifteenth like what is he like I know I think he's, it's like in his like twelfth or thirteenth season. Okay, yeah, I know he's been in this bitch for a minute. Yeah, Matty Ice is no longer. Yeah, he's just he's yeah, cold. He's, yeah, no, he's lukewarm. Seriously, uh, when I say cold, I meant dead. My fault. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, but uh, you know, speaking of another team that's I'd say pretty much dead in the water. It's just heartbreaking. You know, like Sean uh Sean Payton retired, you know what I'm saying? And Jameis Winston, he looked pretty decent, you know what I'm saying? He looked really good up until week five when mm-hmm. he do- when he tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. You know, so that was leaving Taysom Hill and Trevor Simeon, you know, to you know come in, you know, come in as quarterback. Yes. Alvin Kamara has been off and on with injuries. Marquez Callaway was a nice little pickup and a good balance, a good foil to uh, Kamara. Right. The defense, you know, defensively, they've been kind of struggling. You know, they were struggling. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Marshawn Lattimore was getting burnt, you know. Yeah. Cam Jordan, he was, oh, he, he got, he got, he his presence was there, but it wasn't really there. You know what I'm saying? I mean, they've never drafted with their, uh, with their defensive line in mind in the past. The the Saints have always been um, sort of tainted by that Super Bowl win. Their appetites got a little bit too richer for an overall football team. So they they didn't play a practical season, and it showed in the surface. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, the Saints, you know, the Saints are definitely going to be, like I said, they're going to be a, a big rebuild team, you know, coming into, uh, you know, the 2022 season, you know, especially for the offseason because, I mean, finishing 9-8, Get mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. At least Sean Payton finished on a on a silver lining. You know what I'm saying? At least he didn't go under 500 this year. When you know when all odds were really against him. You know what I'm saying? Were, 
to go under 500. You know, uh, just just a lack of quarterback. You know, your injuries, COVID. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, pretty much everything that has that really has effect on the gameplay. Mm-hmm. So star receiver getting hurt or injured, like Michael Thomas. Yeah, no Michael team. Thomas this whole year again. Yeah, so like yeah, it was definitely. So, and, yeah, and, you know, the Saints are definitely going to have to make a move, you know what I'm saying, on Michael Thomas to let him go. Because yeah. this is, what, two seasons now that, you know, he has not played? Mm-hmm. You know, so it's just like, look, like, you know, they're, they're definitely going to have to make a move to just, you know, cut him. You know, he's going to have to definitely go to a team where he can be utilized. Right. But he's going to be, he's going to be, he's going to be another, I'd say, Odell Beckham situation. He needs a quarterback with a big arm. Correct. He's going to want to be on a team that could – because he knows what he could bring to the table. So, yes, right. he's going to want to go on some type of championship team. So, that poses the question of who would want to – because, I mean, with Tom being gone, who's to say the Bucks are now a championship team? Right. With – and then who's to say that with Mahomes still and everybody who's at the Chiefs, that he could – then Mahomes could afford to have him. Right. So, like, all the championship caliber teams, I mean, like, who can truly afford to have Michael Thomas? So, he might just have to go to some – Middle of the pack team that can, right. you know he could hopefully bring some light to. Yeah, yeah. It's just I don't know. The Saints are definitely going to have to make a lot of moves though. You know what I'm saying? Coming into the off season. Yeah. And another team that's definitely <coughs> is the Buccaneers. You know, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the goat retired. You know, he just said he just hung it up and said, "Hey, look, I'm done." You know, after 22 seasons, long seasons, he then gave us. You know, he done gave us multiple Super Bowls. He done, you know, with the Patriots. You know, he done had a dynasty with them. But he forgot to mention them, you know what I'm saying, in his retirement. You know? True. So, I don't, you know, we don't know if there, you know, the, the speculation between, you know, and a relationship between him, Bill, and Robert. You know, Robert Kraft. Yeah. You know, and for pretty much the Buccaneers to finish, okay, they finished 13-4. Now, you know, really great. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, seated in the playoffs and everything, but lost to, you know, they they uh they, they lost to the Rams. Mm-hmm. But for Brady, you know, for the for the Buccaneers to still have Michael Thomas, I mean not Michael Thomas, uh, Mike Evans, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Still great receivers. Mike Evans, uh, you know, Chris Godwin, you know, mm-hmm. even though he was injured, you know, he's gonna be coming back next season. Okay. Um, who else? Uh, you know, Leonard Fournette. Yeah, he was honestly a solid power back for him. You know, uh, Ronald Jones has been solid. Mm-hmm. You know, the defense is still solid, though, too. They still have, uh, you know, they're still going to have key uh, players, you know, in that offense. But now it's to the point where they need a solid quarterback again. Correct. You know, but also, is this going to make Bruce Arians also go back into retirement as well? Because remember, he did go in, you know, come out of retirement just to coach the Buccaneers. True. See, yeah, I don't know. I think it might just depend on who they might be able to get at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And it's anybody's game at that rate. Right. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a very, very interesting phenomenon. Without Tom Brady, they are the team that can play a game by themselves. They don't really need a competent quarterback. Um, a lot of... Uh, um, Focus should have been on uh, Tom Brady's understudy, Jake Fromm. Uh, he was one of the best out of University of Florida, and, which is not a, a slouch football program. So, I think he came from Georgia. Could have sworn it was Florida. 
Jake Fromm. I only remember that because he had some... Um, Trask, excuse me. Kyle Trask. Okay. That was the demand's name. Okay. Yeah. I'll say I only remember Jake Fromm because he had some like racist texts. And, I like, fucked that up. Yeah. No, you're I'm good. sorry, you're, everyone. You're good. Anywho, <clears throat> whether you try to replace the quarterback with a new rookie prospect or, say, a Matt Ryan, who is beyond his years, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, while they're manned as they are, is a football retirement home. Yeah, you can get pretty much retires. You can get yeah. a quarterback there for his last couple of years, and he doesn't have to do much because he's got a lot of hungry people at every position. Which now, hear me out, please. If we're going to talk about people that are, you know, <coughs> possibly on the way to retirement only because of their NFL careers. Who's to say Jimmy G doesn't try to go there and finish some years out and try to remain healthy there and finish it out there? I mean, that wouldn't be, you know, cause, I mean, he's, I feel like he's going to be, you know, semi looked at for the trading block for uh, for next year. I mean, if not next year, then the year after, because if they didn't get Trey Lance for nothing, one of them is going to get traded. They're once upon a time, both Jimmy G and Tom That's right. Patriots jerseys. Right. Yeah. They were, yeah, they were buddy buddies. Yeah. Damn right. Yeah. So, so somebody who can actually fit the book. Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, so definitely uh, that's going to be another team that's going to be in question that's going to be on a rebuild. And another team I would say is uh, definitely going to be in question, you know, looking into the uh, NFC North, would be the Green Bay Packers. <laughs> it depends on if Aaron decides to stay or go. Exactly. Honestly, if he does stay, they'll kind of be how they work. Go, if he goes, go. Try it. Yeah. Yeah, we like the yeah. the Packer. You know, I mean, just with that whole situation with uh with Aaron Rodgers, you know, dealing back from the off season, you know, it was just uh it was a whole chaotic mess. We didn't know if he was going to come back. Oh yeah, no, I remember it was like a whole like week speculation type shit. Like, you was... know, and for him to come back, get blew out by the Saints, you know, just pretty much going to win streak from there. Mm-hmm. Kind, you know, then. Gets all the way to you know gets all the way to the you know NFC uh you know um, division championship and loses out to the 49ers just by one field goal. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really close. So some like the playoffs themselves are all really good games. So like shit could have anything could have pretty much happened at any given moment. Like any team could have had any little different upper hand. So like them losing, it was more or less. San Fran's defense that stepped up more, yeah. and like otherwise, yeah, Aaron, they definitely should have, they could have won that game, but yeah, San Fran's defense wanted it more. Right. But like, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. If Aaron could, if he leaves, I don't know what's gonna happen. Yeah, because Packer, Packers <laughs> are not going to be, they're going to be a team. It's just going to be like, it's going to be hard to watch. Correct. Yeah. You know, because they will have, they will have like you know key pieces with Aaron Jones. Do they still you know, have Deshaun? Who's their quarterback? Is it, would it be Deshaun Kaiser? Yeah, no, it, yeah, it would be uh, no, it's uh, Jordan Love. Okay, that's yeah, that's you know, Jordan was. Love. You know, he even he got some play time this year though, but he was a little. It's going to be kind of hard to watch though. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right. But I mean, he held his own. He did hold his own though. I will say Jordan Love did hold his own. You know, but the, yeah, the Packers are definitely going to have. It's going to be another strange team that might be either on a rebuild. Or they're just going to be in big, definite question of you know going into the off season. Right. 
And also, too, <laughs> you know, fire Mike Zimmer. They're still looking for a new head coach. You know, still have some good key pieces. Even though Kirk Cousins has been a quarterback that, okay, statistically, he had a great year. He yes. had a really, he had a really decent year, though. Yes. It was just closing out on games and situations, you know. And all of those weren't Kirk's fault, which I get. Some of those were the kicker's fault. Some yeah. of it's the defense's fault. Yeah. Some of it, so like, you can't attribute it all on Kirk, which I do get. Like, but like, when you are a quarterback and when you are put in that predicament, when you do have the weapons you have, you will be put in that spot because you are meant to take over. And if you statistically, when people do bring up the stats, oh, well, you know, you are this, you should be producing, and he doesn't per se, then people would come in more question of like, oh, okay, well, this says this, why aren't you doing this? Right. And so, but that also goes like, yeah, the whole, the Viking offense in itself is, is pretty stellar. They're, they're pretty fucking good all around. Like they might need like another lineman here or there, but everywhere else, they're pretty fucking gold, you know, pretty golden. And that's a lot to say with regards to their tight end situation. This year, we saw the uh, we saw the injury that ended uh, Irv Smith Jr.'s season. So um, backup uh, tight end Tyler Conklin got a little bit more play time than uh, was expected. So. Yeah. Uh, uh, for 2020, he had uh, 60 receptions, 672 yards, and four touchdowns. That's not bad. Yeah, so, but yeah they, and that's why I even say as well. Like I'm gonna keep saying it because you definitely need it. Every team needs it. You need a versatile tight end. So like, unless they decide to utilize him more, because remember there was a time where um, they had Zach Rudolph, and he was a really good tight end. Yeah, Kyle Rudolph. Or Kyle Rudolph. That's what it was. I said Zach. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kyle Rudolph, yep. And he was and he was doing phenomenal with them back before they even had Justin Jefferson. I think they this is um I know they used to have a couple of little different offensive weapons, but this is back before they even had Dalvin, like yeah. where they were able to stretch the field with other weapons, but now that they have too many, I, I maybe that is the thing. Maybe they have too many that they want to go to. Yeah. So like I don't know. They need to involve the tight end a lot more, though. Yeah. And they also, and their defense needs to step the fuck up. I'm tired of seeing Anthony Barr and them not living up to the potential that was once believed for them to have. Yeah. Um, that's why even they've had to make, a, like, the people they've drafted, they've actually gotten rid of quite a few of them just because they didn't yes. turn out to who they would, like, they didn't turn out how they thought they would be. The only one that fit the bill, I think, was uh, Christian Derisaw. Defensively speaking, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they just. I mean, Harrison Smith didn't have didn't have too much, too bad of a year though, neither. Well, okay, but he's always like pretty much like almost Pro Bowl esque type player anyway. So like, I don't expect him to have a bad year. Right? I would also say that um, this season he, we've we've we have started to see him on a decline, and I, you'll see the way Minnesota drafts um, this year coming up on how they revamp their defensive line. It'll show that. Yeah. You have to start thinking about, um, you know, the future and the longevity of your pieces, you know. Uh, Adam Thielen can be given the same uh, scrutiny. You know, he wasn't really the same stud that we've seen him in past years, so do we continue to keep him around or do we uh, check was, the entire field? I would say he's only hasn't been who he... 
who like what we've seen only because of the arrival of Justin Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. I, I was just using him as an example no, to speak of the Vikings that, as a whole. No, that's fair though. Like I, that's what I say. Like their whole yeah. offense. Like I can't complain about their offense per se. And if we yeah. do, it's literally a pretty much only Kirk. And that's why I say Kirk gets so much shit, even though he does so well. Yeah. Because everywhere else is so good. Everywhere else is right. so like, damn. Yeah. You right. got them. Yeah. Running back. You yeah. got that. Yeah, they got good running back depth. They got wide receiver, good wide receiver yeah. depth. You know, yeah, they tight do definitely. Presence. Yeah, they definitely do need to work on their tight ends. I will, will definitely say that though. But you know, yeah, the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, they just I don't know eight nine. Most of those losses being heartbreak losses. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just I don't know, man. Like they definitely need to you know step it up. Yes. But uh, another team that definitely needs to step it up. <laughs> is the Chicago Bears. You know, I mean, Justin, like I said, with the fire of Matt Nagy, you know, them finishing six and eleven, the fire of Matt Nagy is definitely going to be a change in Chicago. We covered them over, you know, we covered them over the, you know, uh, over the summer and stuff though. Their training camp and everything, though. Know. Justin Fields has been mismanaged. I would say just just the whole mismanagement of Justin Fields, the whole quarterback situation that you know Matt Nagy has uh, put himself in with between Andy Dalton, Nick Foles, and Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. You know him not really necessarily having his chess pieces together before the season. You know because he started Andy Dalton, it didn't work out too well, so he put in Justin Fields. Justin Fields was pretty much holding his own. Because, you know, the crowd wanted to see Justin Fields. I was going to say, yeah, you got to remember, he got pressured. He didn't even voluntarily put in Justin Fields. He got pressured to putting him in. So, they put in Justin Fields, but he was mismanaged Mm -hmm. on, you know what I'm saying? He was mismanaged on his gameplay. Mm -hmm. You know, and it just, and it showed in their record that, you know, the Bears were basically a team that really, how can I say this? Like, they didn't know what the fuck they were doing from, you know, Matt, Matt Nagy did not know what the fuck he was doing this year. Because on the other side of the ball, you have players in all of the positions that need to be ready for three different quarterbacks. And that's a tall fucking order. Yeah. You know, you look at people like David Montgomery, who we expected to see something, but sure, when you have all of these different directions, you're not going to have any consistency. And Allen Robinson has been extremely quiet this year. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The Bears were wide receiver court. They've been extremely quiet. They they haven't really... We we haven't really seen too too much of any Bears, you know, wide receivers really making a big step. You know what I'm saying? That was honestly that's more or less I wanna say the fault of um of the quarterback of uh Fields. Um mainly because of the inexperience. Like if you see when you see him play, he will make the wrong decision almost half the time. Like he won't he won't stay in the pocket or he'll try to stay in the pocket too long. So like I see within the coming years things going well, and yes, as long as he's managed well, that's why I'm glad. Yeah, the, the quarter or the coaches is, is going, but as, if they don't even have another good coach that's coming in and things just stay the way they are, then that's that's not gonna change. Yeah, or if not, go worse. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, they so they need you need both to be clicking in order for shit to go well. Right. Like it. It literally. I honestly, I have faith that the Bears could do a lot better, um, especially once Khalil comes back. Because I mean, it's not like their their defense is you know is top tier when they're all healthy. Their offense can be really good when they're all healthy and actually clicking. 
it's just none of them it's pretty much like i feel like it's one of those like old school watches that you found in the fucking lake it's just got a shit ton of dirt in it so you got to go take it to the guy to go get it clean get it oiled up mm -hmm. and then once it starts getting you know tuned up and working fine and everything honestly the bear is going to be something to fuck with yeah but it's probably not going to happen for a minute and it might it's probably not going to happen if they don't get a coach that knows how to work with his players that he's given right I sh chicago's the kind of city that appreciates a labor of love yes. especially when it comes to their sports team so i, th I would say it's possible yeah it's in the ethers yeah, it could happen. We'll see what happens, though. I know, I know Dick has definitely, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh-huh. But, you know, another team, I would say, <laughs> has really been, yeah, a whole dumpster fire this year, though, but came up with a, a few surprises. Last but not least, the Detroit <laughs> Honestly, I, I give them the fact that they have grit. Yeah. <laughs> they don't know when to give up. <laughs> they truly, just because they were the ter the worst team in the NFL, they didn't truly let that stop them. They didn't, they really pushed to win every game. They were truly the best worst team. Right. Like, if you really could, if you really were taking all the shit teams in the NFL, I would have picked the Lions to be the other shit teams in each division Elijah, even though they might have lost you couldn't have put it any better to the fact that they pushed to make every win including the win that could have gotten them the first pick mm -hmm. of the draft oh yeah yeah oh yeah no yep yep they and they had no reason to win but they just they don't care i think it was more of a surprise thing like blind pride oh yeah literally <laughs> i mean and honestly why not, right? You know, it's it was one of those like people are pretty much calling like the fucking like the pretty lions. Like they're giving you like little petty little girly nicknames, like the fucking kittens and shit. So why would you not wanna show that, you know, you, you got some grit? Yeah. And that's what I give them. And then honestly, as bad as golf is, as shit as golf is, I don't even I can't even actually say anything else you know about that, him. You know that there's no L in his name? It's golf. Oh, it's golf. Yeah, yeah, it's golf. You're right. It's okay. Well, I mean, he's about as bad as he's about as boring as the sport. Let's be honest. Yeah, you know, he's there was literally a game I had saw where he had I think like sixty yards passing mm -hmm. the entire game. Yeah, the entire game, and I'm like, well, what's? And they were still in it though. That's the part that really baffled me. Yeah, but that's because the rest of their team doesn't want to lose. Yes, and so. Yeah. The Lions, they, 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 yeah, they, 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 woo! It was they nice, it was, uh, to give credit where credit was due, it was nice to see when the team started to lose faith in Jared, they looked to new rookie upstart Amon Ross St. Brown. Yeah. We're going to see a lot of great mileage with that kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was very, very happy because... You lost some really key offensive weaponry uh, in their overall um, standing, some for the better. But no, Detroit did as best as they could, and yes, I think um, they're great against the best of them. I call it bravado. Yeah. You know, they, they, yes. they, they need to calm the fuck down and accept their hmm. roles. As may, may, maybe they could be kittens, you know? Shit. Maybe yeah. they should be kittens one uh, one season just step the fuck back. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. But like if... 
I'm gonna give them like seven years. Seven years, and then they'll be a playoff contending team. Five years at the least. Yeah. You think you you think they'll get to the playoffs before the Browns? No. Okay. I say that because next year is going to be a semi-rebuilding year for the nation. Because um, we're going to need a quarterback. I don't know if they're going to allow uh, Haskins to, to actually try to step up. It better not be fucking Rudolph. Um, the, the Bengals are obviously... I mean, we see what they did this year, so they're going to be up there again. The, the Ravens, you know, they... Shit, they're still pretty good. Right? They're just because they they had their downfalls. We've already talked about the Browns, so the Browns are doing really well. The Lions, no, only because of who's in their division. I don't really see them ever trying to topple the Bears nor the Vikings for a minute, and especially nor especially the Pack, unless the Pack have a downfall because of Aaron Rodgers and shit. But okay. yeah. so it's not the team's fault themselves. It's the the odds are against them in their division. Correct. Yeah. Right on. I can get behind that. But uh, yeah, man. Wrapping that, you know, wrapping up our, uh, you know, NFC, uh, NFC recap. You know, yeah. Stay tuned to us. We got some more music. We got uh, you know, yeah. We want all the smoke. You know, by uh, Fresher. You know, so uh, stay tuned to that. Don't go nowhere. And uh, we'll be right back with the, you know, Super Bowl segment of Fourth and Twenty. All right, y'all. Take care. <laughs> 